the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empowers you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I am Francine Belay, your host, digital and change strategist, specialized in personal branding. I am also a speaker and author of the book, Personal Branding in the Digital Age, How to Become a Non-Expert, Thrive and Make a Difference in a Connected World. I am super thrilled to bring you inspirational stories, strategies, and practical tips to get more meaning in your work and in your life, earn more money, and lead a movement to change the world. I am on a mission to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs who struggle to attract their ideal clients. When they work with me, they find a clear, profound message that positions them as an authority in their field, easily attract their ideal clients, and impact thousands of people globally. One of the biggest problems I see with purpose-driven entrepreneurs is that They've got big ideas and great vision. But when you look at their brand, you can't see any of that. Which means they are putting all this work, their heart and their soul into it, but they are not really seeing the return because nobody knows what they do. It doesn't have to be that way. And I would love to help you with that. I am offering a mini brand audit session so I can look at where you are with your brand where you want to be and together we look at the biggest things that are getting in your way. It is completely free and it's 30 minutes that can radically change the way you see your brand and how others see it as well. To apply for a mini brand audit, go to francinebelly.com slash audit. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash audit. Well, today I have the great pleasure to have on the show Kay Duran. She is an entrepreneur, a facilitator, women's leadership and life coach, and she's devoted and passionate about helping you uncover your next level of personal leadership. Hi Kay, welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. Hello, Francina. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Great to have you. So tell us in your own words what you currently do. So I'm a, a women's leadership and life coach, and I predominantly love to work with um, probably the slightly more mature, you know, heading towards 40 plus, um, busy women who want to create a change. And that could be in health and well-being, it could be in relationships, it could be in business or their job and career, um, so professionally, and they start to create that change and then they find themselves stuck, feeling a bit stressed, overwhelmed, excuses start to come in. In other words, for me, they're starting to reach and be called beyond their comfort zone. Okay. So I love to come in and... Um, unmask what their limitations are, you know, and get them, get them back in track and into the driver's seat of their life so they can actually then create the outcomes they want for the next level of who they are. So my business name is Inner Expressions because I believe it starts from within. Yeah. And for me, leadership is internal that gets us then so we lead ourselves throughout our life and towards our accomplishments in whatever area that might be. 
Mm, that's so so wonderful. So yes. So um, so tell me, what's your purpose in life? Exactly this. You know, to work with women predominantly. I have worked with men in the past, but I have a passion of working with women, and I have a passion to help them gain the knowledge, the know-how, the insights, so that they're guiding themselves and not looking to everybody else. Mm. And so that they know the power and potential and beauty that's in them to keep going. Because I don't believe we reach past our comfort zone once. Yeah. I feel yeah. once you start this journey, it's again <laughs> and again and exactly. again. And it doesn't matter how masterful we become. We're more masterful if we understand the cycles and how everything fits. But everyone is still struck by those challenges, that mm. doubt, that fear, the excuses, the avoidance tactics. So yeah. that, that's what I'm here. That's what I really feel that I'm here to do and see yeah. these women stand up that's what as love. amazing individuals and then link arms. So we help all the other women around as well. Yeah. What really specifically fired you by working with women specifically? What fires me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, watching women that are doubting themselves. I call it rise and shine, you know, where they actually get past that and you can see it in their body. You can see it in their face. You can see it in their eyes. Um, and you can see that then they become inspirations to others. That, there, that for me, there is no greater joy than seeing someone who's living lesser than start to rise and shine. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. So tell me, which job did you want to do when you were a kid? <laughs> okay, but probably two. I used to think when I was quite young that I'd like to be a nurse, oh. um, which I find sort of relevant now, you know, mm. <laughs> helping people. Yep. And, um, and I also always dreamed about owning my own business. Oh, I really? When you were kids yeah. already? Yeah, probably as a, as a, you know, maybe 10, 11, 12. I used to talk with some girlfriends. Oh, we could own our own fashion business or we could, you know. Um, so there was probably always that concept of that passion for me also to work for mm. myself and build the life that I really wanted to build. Mm. Yeah. Did you have entrepreneurs around you at the time? Um, no. No. No, but... My father was quite a prominent businessman in newspapers, um, you know, was at the Queen's coronation and, and knew all these high-powered high status people. So um, I was, yeah, I was around those people quite often. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's super. So uh, it's always fascinating to, um, to hear, you know, what you've been, you know, you wanted to do. And in a way, the kind of form that he's taking now, which he was as a nurse wanted to help people, but it has transformed. And now you are doing it in another form, actually, with uh, what you're doing, uh, with uh, helping women, uh, yes, to rise and shine. <laughs> so it's so, probably the evolution of, yeah. those initial, of those initial feelings, you know, mm. those initial um, aspirations. Yeah. So tell me, uh, what is one thing that people don't know about you? Well, most people don't know about me that um, for 30 years or so, possibly my whole life, I've actually been um, working with energy as a shamanic healer and that I have also been invited into the very personal space where 
people have asked me to work with their loved ones um, while they're basically on their deathbed to help make their transition easier. So that's, that's probably a little bit of a, a hidden thing for a lot of people now that I'm under the banner of leadership and life coach. But, yeah. So hence the nursing and healing. Yeah. Yeah. And you no longer do that? You're no longer doing shamanic work? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I still, I still do shamanic sessions with people. But probably the way that I also use it, Francine, is even just talking to people. Mm. I'm, I'm helping shift energy. I'm helping shift things that are that are blocked and um so it's it's still healing because healing is also empowering yeah do you know what i mean it's it's yes. not handing something over to another person to me even as a, a shamanic healer which I, I never sort of chose to go on that pathway it's sort of like grabbed hold of me all those years ago mm-hmm. um and and sort of took me along kicking and screaming there for a little while but um I see any, any true healer as a guide. You have to know the terrain yourself. And that's what coaching is like as well. You know, everything I take people through, it's what I live and breathe and what I've come through myself. So I feel like any, any banner of healing is you are a guide that knows the terrain. Mm-hmm. They do the healing. You just take them through the terrain and help them back out the other side. Yes, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Wow. So, um, so tell me when you realize who you are and what you are meant to do in this life when i really realized who i am and what i meant to do you know it was a, it was a set of circumstances when i was with my first husband and my and my eldest daughter i've always been very very intuitive and knowing things but it became very clear we we packed up we had 50 dollars in our bank account we decided to travel around australia for six months and uh, we had family over east and the idea was, you know, that, that we, we spent everything we had getting everything together to go. Long story short, there were things that happened there that sort of triggered that mindful journey. And by the time I got back, I really wanted to explore that more. And I got involved with a group um, and the facilitator didn't seem to know what he was doing and I would seem to have the answers and the insights and people started turning to me. So then I went, you know what? I just, I want to meditate. And if anyone wants to come and participate, and it sort of grew from there. So I think it was that evolution of, I felt so guided and then put in this position and it just kept flourishing. Mm. So when I first ran my business back in the day, 25 years ago, uh, 30 years ago, it was about meditation you know, people seeking counsel, healing, um, personal, professional development, morphed also into coaching over the years. Um, and again, this next level for me is probably the next evolution of, of all of that integration. Yeah, yeah, that's super. Where do you see this going? Do you have any idea where you see that going? Um, I'd, I'd love to be global. I'd love to work with women all around the world and I think you know with technology now mm-hmm. um, yeah and I'd also you know one of my my visions is um, and I've always wanted to do this is run a women's um, retreat and bring in other facilitators as well with their skill set you know like body workers and sort of so it becomes a very holistic um, journey and sort of showcases 
other practitioners as well. That yeah. is wonderful. Yes. So this um, yes global vision of uh, bringing everybody together is uh, wonderful. So um, tell me, uh, what did you struggle with the most in life? It, it, like like probably everybody, it, it started off as self worth mm. and self acceptance. But but one of my biggest struggles was you know love my parents, but I was brought into a family with. Um, they weren't emotionally available. So beautiful people, but neither of them were emotionally available. But I can see now the absolute gift and, um, and beauty in that with the kind of person that I am. But, yeah, that, that used to be a real struggle. Can and then you unpack my- that one for us? So how would you say that that is a gift now? So when they were emotionally unavailable and now you have turned that into a gift. Yeah, I turn everything into a gift, you know, <laughs> with a big time. <clears throat> what I came to understand, Francine, is I'm, I'm a real sensitive and a very emotionally based person um, who sort of picks up on others. And I, I think if I'd had parents that were emotionally available there for me, I wouldn't even have the skills that I have now because I had to learn to, it taught me to understand other people, to understand where they're coming from, and maybe how they evolved that way. But it taught me that I had to keep learning how to give to myself, to nurture and what I call it like self-soothing. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. self-acceptance. So it, it was continually forcing me to come back to me mm-hmm. rather yeah. than wanting it all externally. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that's been an absolute, absolute gift for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So I think that this is a sense of uh, maturity when actually we kind of realize that what we have struggled the most with actually, in fact, is a gift. Do you believe yeah. that all, but all the struggles are a gift? Yes, I do. I very much do. And I think that's part of that personal leadership. Um, and the more that you align with that and the more you apply that, it changes your perception. You start looking through different lenses. You start hearing through different ears. And, you know, there's been lots of challenges and I've had car accidents, three, none of them my fault, and all sorts of stuff. But when I'd apply that there is a gift in this for me, I have a saying that I can't see round corners. Only goodness comes from the universe, even if I can't see it at the time. And the more I align with that, and then the more I get the insight of what that gift is, and you don't always get the insight when you're demanding the insight. (laughs) It's a bit of a journey. And then you have that, oh, my gosh, I can see what that's given me, how it's shaping me. But I think we have to take it as that opportunity. You know, yeah. if, if you get there feeling like you're a victim and everything's happening to you and it's a woe is me, you're missing the opportunity to gain that and build another internal muscle within, if that mm. makes sense. It does make sense. And uh, talking about the current situation we are all living in right now with the C word, <laughs> yeah. how does that is an opportunity or a gift for us? <laughs> Obviously, we are in the middle of it, so we can't, you know, as you say, you know, when you are in the middle of it, you may not see that is a gift, but yeah. do you see and any gift in there? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And in particular, when we were in, you know, quite hefty lockdown here, 
I was, my husband and I, we've got a, a two-story house, but it's already up one platform. So three stories up. And we have a beautiful balcony with beautiful cane rocking chairs that we love to sit and watch the world go by. And all of a sudden, every day, fathers and mothers were out on bicycles with their children or walking around. It seemed to be bringing people closer together. It's giving people an opportunity to, you know, recognise where they have abundance because we all have abundance within our lives just in different areas and how can we share that with others around us how can we again extend the hand and stop from our really busy lives that are driven by jobs a lot of the time and stop and see people mm. see the family see the children um those opportunities and um you know, every, everyone was facing different challenges within it according to their perceptions and beliefs. And I think it's also an opportunity to go deep and connect and say, how do I really want my life to be? If that makes sense. Yeah. And absolutely. maybe at a government level, and this is just my opinion, we now have to seriously address globally get away from the political bandstanding, and I'm not a political person, but we have to address global warming. We have to stop and look at our lives because this has just come in out of the blue and, and been a real disruptor. And to me, when disruptors come in, again, it's that opportunity for us to discover the heroes within us and our true values. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, we've seen actually with this uh, uh, lockdown when everybody was inside, how these CO2 emissions were totally low. Places like uh, China, Italy, clear skies that have never been seen before. And um, that, that was like, yes, one of amazing things that, um, you know, has come up of this, you know, and as you say, so many other things like we have abundance and as you say people now have time with their family because again one of my other guests was talking about we have our identity locked in our occupational identity often this is just the time for us to just stop and see what else is around have the time yeah. to reconnect with ourselves <laughs> that we get away from because we are busy, 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 busy. Yeah, and, and start hearing what we're trying to tell ourselves. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Look, and I've had, um, I've had clients that have businesses and young children and different branches and some of those branches have gone because of what's happening around the world. But in, in a way, she's now realising and they're now realising, um, but that's actually leading me it's like forcing me, because now that's gone, to actually keep actioning the things I say in building the vision I had for my business anyway. It's just been forcibly taken away to get them to move in the direction they were wanting to move in anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Like if we were forced to stop to now reconsider what is the essential. <laughs> yes. and I yes. hope that we're going to take the lessons out of it and uh, you know after this uh, you know how we are coming out again that we are just not going to business as usual as well um, and you, there's a lot of imp impactful beautiful people around the world that are that are you know now offering things where they once would have charged for it and they're offering it so it it opens it up 
to people that may not have been able to afford or had the opportunity or the access, um, which is beautiful, you know, to, to, to spread, um, I can't think of the right word, but, to, but to, to hold hands with them, to uplift them, to educate them, to guide them back in, um, to find that, that power, that beauty, that potential inside of them. And then again, hopefully, I just keep seeing that getting shared out. Yes, you know, yes. as we share it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There has been quite a few amazing community spirits also spreading out of this, uh, including one unusual one, which is Ireland. People from Ireland in the UK, or uh, you know, uh, Ireland, not in the UK, but just close to UK, sending stuff to people in Native America because they actually remember that back in i think in 1970 or something and you know in the 17th or 18th century they also helped them when there was like a huge uh, you know um you know plague or i can't remember which exactly uh um uh, pandemic was there and they mm. helped them so now they remember that as well and then they are helping them on the other side yeah. so this is like a beautiful thing going on actually at the moment which again give also some kind of faith that some people are really taking you know coming yeah. back to to really the values the community value sharing helping each other yeah. um, and into the now moment mm -hmm. because yes. when you're confronted by something like this you know the only way to really deal with it is be in the now yes. the next day be That's in the it. now the next yeah. day in the now exactly yeah. because we have no clue what tomorrow will be like so we just are in the now right yeah and yesterday's have all changed you know <laughs> <laughs> yes so okay tell me um so what actually um would you say was your very very low point in your life until you got an aha moment that totally changed the course of your life um you know, there's been a couple. Initially, when I was about 18, I was in a car accident that probably should have killed me. Um, and I, I was in constant pain and nothing and no one was able to help it. And my, my mother actually said to me, go learn to meditate, try it. And um, I, I went and learned how to meditate with my eyes open and had a very profound experience. And I think that was a the beginning for me but the most recent one uh, would be you know when I was in my 40s I felt like it was time for me to go out into the workforce in a different capacity that was very frightening being in my 40s and I'd spent all my life basically you know in my in my own business and I instantly experienced bullying just nasty, nasty behaviours. Um, you know, I started off in retail, in management and sales, and I kept moving quite quickly, though, to grow. But I ended up in a role that was very long hours. I had over 50 staff and I looked after seven different locations, um, put on 20 kilos, don't know how that happened or, you know. And I did a favour for a friend and hired their husband. He was suitable for the role and it was probably beneath his skill sets, but suitable and, and she was desperate. So I interviewed him and gave him a role. Um, and then he ended up undermining me. I was also being bullied by quite high management. 
and I found myself um, done over and my role was made redundant, not under very nice circumstances. Absolute blessing in disguise because it was that moment where I was in pain because I'd had another car accident a couple of years earlier. So I was in pain every day. Like I said, overweight, you know, feeling betrayed, tired, overworked. But it was an absolute turning point for me because I realised then, and it took me a while to get another role, and I turned my life around. I dropped the 20 kilos. I got stronger, so in way less pain. And I really looked at who I am and my core values and what am I really here to be doing. And it brought me back to I'm never going to end up in that circumstance again. I will never do any job for the money if they are disrespectful towards me and not in alignment with my core values. And it led me coming back to working with women. So that was a pretty low point at the time, although I was incredibly resilient because I still had that knowing that something amazing was coming. Mm -hmm. But those two pivotal moments in my life that um, brought me to the work of service and um yeah and honoring others yeah so that's uh, that's really um you know um you know good to really see that sometimes those points are in our life when we get so low can be just our call to action actually um you know is uh, whether we have the inside the courage the you know strength the resilience the whatever <laughs> to move past that point that is the um you know the question yeah. And it, it, it was at a point in time where I, I said to my husband, I need to um, um, hire this personal trainer. Um, now I know I don't know how long it'll be before I get another job, you know, being in the age bracket that I was in. And, and, but I knew I had to invest in myself. There was just all that, that knowing. And that was, that was the, you know, the, the process of transformation. And, um, you know, that's, that's why those moments in life that we think are the worst, like my first major car accident, then I'd had another and just as I was feeling better, then I'd had another some years ago and, and, and just in so much pain. And, but you know what, those, those years that I worked have shaped me even more mm-hmm. and I truly know that I was supposed to be um, out doing that job because... It also gives me more experience, more credibility. I understand what it's like to be there. I understand the bullying. Yeah. You know, I understand that temptation to keep your mouth shut and just let it happen to you. You know, the stress of doing long hours and big jobs and, and all of that. So um, it's making me and made me a more relatable coach mm. if that makes sense yeah yeah because you have experiment those... years in my business yeah yeah mm. So uh, tell me, um, how now, um, you know, can you explain a little bit how you help people to get unstuck and then create their breakthrough briefly um, in your work? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a process of some of the internal work and then also the external. So you know, the, the first thing we do is we start with unmasking their limitations. And, you know, a lot of people think we've done the work, but you keep doing the work. So really, we can't create any change for ourselves 
if we can't see where we're limiting ourselves, all that negative dialogue, those, some, those subconscious beliefs. And, and most people aren't listening to what they're saying. Um, you know, a lot of the time I'll say to someone, you just said this. No, I didn't. Yes, mm. yeah, you did. Until you learn how to do that. So the first stage is really unmasking those limitations and going eyeball to eyeball with it. Um, you know, also um, examining time, what we do with our time in the day, because so many women are like, I just don't have the time to do this. And we actually do. We waste an awful lot of time. And again, most people will cringe when I say, we're going to look at it for the next two weeks. Um, and then they come back really excited because they start to see exactly where they're wasting it. You know, if you pick up your phone for two minutes to check something, let's note that down. If you suddenly get distracted and go, oh, I'll ring my girlfriend, let's note that down so that you can start to, again, it's that getting honest with ourselves, you know, taking what's hidden from back here and going eyeball to eyeball with it. And there's also the process of learning to understand why fear's there, why you start to get stressed, why you feel overwhelmed, why the self-doubt comes in. And what I find is a lot of people um, are under the belief of, oh, well, I need to go heal that. No, that just keeps us stuck in the past. Fear and those emotions have a purpose. And it's usually telling us we're getting to the point of moving beyond our comfort zone. So it's a little bit like having an elastic band to who you've been and where you are comfortable and another elastic band pulling you forward to, to make the changes you want to make. But as you get closer and start moving towards that new, the old one's getting tight and pulling you back. And so what we do is we create avoidance tactics. So one, the fear is telling us you're actually heading in the right direction. You're about to grow beyond where you have been before. The self-doubt and everything else comes in because it's the avoidance tactics, it's what we use, the excuses to go, yeah, okay, I'm not good enough, I, I won't move. So when they're educated and understand that and go, every time you betray yourself and don't do it and don't make your word as your bond, you actually feel worse. It draws you down deeper and deeper into it. So we've got to learn to take all of that and go, you know what, I'm putting it in the passenger seat. Like having someone on a road trip with you that's just really annoying all the time and you're stuck with them, but still be at the helm and drive the vehicle regardless. So like leaning into it, going, I'm uncomfortable now because this is what's happening. Um, so understanding that process. There's also things what I term like tipping points. So we have areas in our life financially, you know, relationship-wise where, again, we have a capacity for what we will allow. And then recognising, then we will sabotage it. So, you know, for example, in your relationship, everything's going great and it's the kind of relationship you love and you want and then you create a disagreement because you're about to move past so you create that tipping point to bring you back to your capacity in that area of your life. If that, yeah. Am I making, yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, yeah. So, and how do you make them pass that kind of uh, <laughs> yeah, this kind of self-sabotaging you know kind of stage? Actually, that uh, <laughs> they will do it for themselves because we also say your word is your bond. Yeah. How much will you commit? Because if you get on the field and you play out a hundred percent, 
you start getting 100% results. Yeah, if you get absolutely. on the field and you play out 50%, but if yeah. you sit on the sidelines, you are not there playing that game. And you also have to know, you know, people will talk about your why, but it has to be bigger than your fear. Yeah. And then all that happens is once Francine, they take one move and they go, oh, I didn't want to wake up at six in the morning to exercise, five, four, three, two, one, yep, I'm up and I'm out. Then they feel really good about themselves. They've honoured their word. They've overcome that inner dialogue going, no, no, it's too cold, whatever it is. <laughs> they feel a surge of a little bit of power and they start to learn in leaning in one foot after the other. This is why you feel like this because this is where you're going, exactly where you want to go. They feel amazing because they do. They feel like they're in the driver's seat. Mm. And the other stuff is just in the passenger. And then once that elastic band breaks, then that diminishes. Yeah. So it's all fine. So when they understand that, when they see what they've been doing, when they start making their word as their bond, when they just take one step, because there are times to look at the top of the mountain, there are times where the top of the mountain's too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So let's just do one step. And one step means you're not where you were. Yeah. You're in a new place. Yeah. Another step. Yeah. 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 Do you get people to then stick to a specific routine or you don't, you don't usually get them into routine? So I know that, you know, for that change to happen, obviously yeah. we have to create new habits. Is there like a specific routine that you tell them to do or it just depends on that? From the time, from the time um, review, from everything else that they've done before, they're able to see where they want their time spent. And what they do is I get them to look at what are their stabilizers. So stabilizers are the things, Francine, that it's like, it's a must have, like the air that we breathe. So when they work out, and they already know what they are because they're the real things that they want and they put aside like a meditation, like a walk, like, you know, it might be dancing or um, exercise. When they work out what their stabilizers are, they set those commitments. Yeah. They set how much time, how many days a week. So it's not me telling them yeah. because they have yep. to become their own, their own leader. Of course, yeah. And the interesting thing is I might set them a challenge and go, well, you're going to wake up 20 minutes earlier so you can do that. And they might push back on it. And I go, so you're exactly meant to be doing it because you're pushing back on it. Do it and then tell me how you feel. But they are, they are designing their life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. And the thing that, yes, they love doing and uh, is like exercising. Like last time somebody was doing this new program of exercising, uh, personal training, and he said he's working with people body type, actually, because if you are, you know, don't like dancing, for example, me, I don't like running and things like that, you know, I'm not going to do that. But if you give me swimming or, or dancing or things that fun, varied and things like that, I'm much more likely to do that. So don't give me routine, boring routines to do. I'm never going to stick to that. So, and yeah. this is exactly what he does as well, you know, work with yeah. what you like and work your own program. But then you've got to link it. Okay, so, you know, the, the woman's woken up, you know, 15 minutes earlier. She's up early anyway. She's like, oh, my God, yeah, 15 minutes to start your day. And then link it. How do you feel? And they'll send me texts going, oh, my God, I feel amazing because it's the honouring of self. 
Mm. and the follow through. And then she was just breezing and getting more done throughout the day as she honoured her stabilizers. So they start linking. I help them link. Doing that is an absolute priority for you, like breathing, because it's given you this, 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 and this. Mm. Yeah. That empowers them because they've got to relate to what has it given me yeah. by yeah. taking five minutes here or 10 minutes there. And the beautiful thing is for women is it doesn't have to be an hour out to do something, <laughs> half an hour, as long as you've honoured yourself. Yes. It could be five minutes. Yeah. But yeah. the energy comes from honouring yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. That is powerful and fitting that into your own kind of schedule, the way that, you know, it can work. <laughs> you know that you can stick with that. That's wonderful. Yeah, I call it setting boundaries. So you're setting boundaries in the things you're going to do in life. And, and you also include friendships in there. You know, a lot of women get so busy. It's like, oh, never catch up with my girlfriends. I don't know about you, but having time with my girlfriends is... I need it, you know? I, yes. And again, I, where you can fit it in. Exactly. I have created a mission statement when I included everybody that I want to hang out with. <laughs> so yeah, and again, I, no, I, I remember that I have to do that one as well. So otherwise you forget and you, yeah. you know, you don't do it. Mm-hmm. But I say lock it in. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I, would, I would contact a girlfriend going, we need to catch up. Um, I'm free in seven weeks time but we lock it in. Yeah. It's not about, you know, how soon it happens, but it's locked in. And then the thing is when it's locked in, it can't be canceled. It might just get moved if need be. That's it. Yes. But it's on. Is is in the calendar. Exactly. Not, yeah, well, tomorrow let's cut soon. Yes. Let's cut soon. And it never gets in the calendar. (laughs) We must do. And again, when you're doing that, you feel like you're achieving all these areas in your life. But and that's what feels more harmonious because yes. it's honoring self yep. and follow through. But we tend to create pictures going because we're wasting. So I haven't got time. So it'll happen when it'll happen, when it'll happen, when then it never happens. Then we're disappointed in ourselves. Then we moan a little bit more about, we haven't got the time to. So little things that we keep honoring and then your life might change slightly. So then you just, rearrange and re-examine your boundaries in all those different areas of your life and you just reshift your boundaries which could be your timing for this and your timing for that and but as long as you're still honoring all those parts of yourself and what this develops Francine is it's great to have a coach that makes you accountable and motivated yes but I'm I'm here to help women become self-accountable mm-hmm doesn't mean they still can't use a coach to keep leveling up, but they're self-accountable. They're not dependent on that. So if the coach is sick for four weeks, they fall apart. I want women to be self-accountable and self-motivated. Yeah. So that's really empowering them really to take care, uh, you know, to, to, to really, you know, make what they have to do still, but still have like uh, some external help. That's powerful. So now let's talk about money. Um, so how do you currently generate money? What are the ways that um, you um, generally, generate money? Well, obviously via my coaching business in, in group coaching, I run small group coaching Um, programs also my one-on-one group coaching uh, those that live locally that like to come for the 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 shamanic experience 
but I also have another business on the side to do with skincare and then an investment oh. property. So multiple streams. Cool. Multiple of streams of income. That, that's wonderful. And how do you leverage online? Do you leverage online? I've read uh, in your, uh, you know, form that you say that uh, you've learned to master this digital technology quite late. So you were not... <laughs> <laughs> Not mastered, but mastering. You know, like back in the day when I had my business, it was business cards, brochures, networking events. Um, now it's, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Facebook Lives and, and Zoom. That's super. So, um, and you only yeah. adopted that only recently? How long ago did you adopt those tools? Oh, yeah, just a couple of years ago and, and learning, yes. you know, learning how to, I think I've been on Facebook, but, you know, not really in a business sense. Yeah. Or, um, but, you know, part of the thing is you, it, can, it can feel really stressful if you're facing something you don't know how to do, but really you don't know how to do it until you know how to do it. Yes, yes, So yes. just start learning, you know, yeah. reading books, getting coached, you know, watching webinars, YouTube's great, asking people. Um Exactly. Yeah, and then then you one day someone asks you something, and you go, "Oh no, I know how to do that," you know. And and we never stop learning. I mean, I watched I watched a webinar the other day on 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 Zoom webinars, and went, mm -hmm. "I never knew that," you know. Yeah, so that's really just shown. Uh, oh, show me again. Show me that. I've got a book where I'm always taking notes. Okay. You know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. Having this learning mindset where you always learn, that is wonderful because I always all ask people how they use online to leverage because online is a great leverage, even before the COVID time. Now COVID is like, <laughs> you have to be online. But uh, online, yes, using that and, um, you know, using that as a leverage is, um, is a huge, uh, powerful thing, actually. Um, and, and I love things like Zoom where, you know, we can be speaking across the world yes, and yes. see each other. As we're doing right now. Yes, with Zoom and, as and well. And Facebook Lives and, and, and things like that. You know, I used to do um, speaking back in the day. Well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And it's now you can thing. even reach all the people in all different countries at the same time. You don't have to be in one stage <laughs> in particular. <laughs> so, um, Tell me um, now, um, you know, money sometimes, um, you know, some people do some work that they really love and um, they, they don't seem to get paid well for it, but other people have perhaps a job that they don't love per se, but they get paid quite a lot of money for that. So my question is that how can we both do what we love and get paid well for it? Do you have any perspective on that? Yeah, expanding our capacity. Um, I actually have a guided meditation that's on my website um, for people to access there. Um, so understanding, and again, it's that, you know, that seeing the truth of a situation and how you feel about money, what you believe about money. Um, I've actually got a workshop that I've run for years that I'm actually now changing to put online as a free, as a something free for people where, you know, d just writing a letter to money will reveal to you about a lot of your money beliefs questioning you know what did i learn about money from my parents um what things do i say to myself about money so expand and then being able to expand that capacity 
um, and don't try to blow it right out because you can't do that. So um, I know when I was going for different jobs each time, I was expanding um, what I had uh, drawn a line in the sand of, of what I would be worth. Do you know what I mean? And then expanding it again next time and expanding it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when you have, when you expand your capacity and then you add it to your deserving to do something you really enjoy, which ties in with self-respect and the values and things we were talking about before. Um, and you feel that you really feel that you, you will create it. Mm-hmm. You will absolutely create it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not one for just told visions um, you know, write it down and all of that, the, the, the missing link for me, they're all ingredients, like baking a cake, right? Yes. You put all the ingredients <laughs> here in the bowl. And you forget the you oven. If you forget the oven. You <laughs> don't put it in the oven. Exactly, Francis. He'll, so he'll never me, go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for me, the oven is um, meditation. It's when we go within and we um, retrieve ourselves from the past. And we don't project ourselves into fears and things in the future. And we actually learn to master our mind rather than the body that's full of the feelings, you know, um, and developing a practice where you can then go so deep within that you no longer feel your body. You are just in that space of pure potential where everything is created. Then when you hold that feeling and that image and everything that you've got externally, like, you know, power posters, I think other people call them vision boards and statements and all the rest of it, then all that feeling comes into it and you have that moment of letting go because you feel its very existence. Mm -hmm. So you're not hoping for it. You're not wishing for it. You are knowing it. And you are knowing it because you just feel it already within you, which means then every action you are taking in your external world Every action is just getting you to physically catch up to your future now moment that you already know exists. Mm, mm, that's wonderful. So you say that there is a workshop on your website. Which kind of workshop is that? Um, I'm, it's, I'm, I will be putting it up. I'm currently got to do the video to go with the okay. booklet. Okay. But I just decided that it's just been, it's called Power Up Your Life and it's just such a great process. Now, obviously, they won't have me sitting there in the room also to help them dig even deeper. but um, I think just working through those questions and that yeah. process mm. will help uncover and I need to create video to go with it because I think just reading how to do it isn't enough. Yeah. So I can explain. So I'm in the process of um, um, getting set up to, to make that video and that eventually will go on under my resources page. Okay, that's free, wonderful. I'm going to put your link so people can just go after when uh, in a few time when he's going to be ready, they will access that as well. So uh, now let's talk about movement. Which movement are you leading or would like to be part of? Movement in terms of, just because for me, it's just, you know, the women that want to rise and shine, you know? Yeah, yeah. women who want to rise and shine. Yeah. That's a wonderful movement. <laughs> so tell me, how do you want to be remembered for then? I want to be remembered for not having an agenda, doing what I'm doing because I feel this is, I'm good at this, this is what I'm meant to be doing, but there's no hidden agenda. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? For my um, unconditional 
acceptance and understanding of people. Um, so they never need to hide anything from me because there's just not that judgment there. Mm. And um, for being real, because I'm quite happy to share my own struggles at times, my own journeys, you know, um, my moments, you know, in, in, in my relationship with husbands and stuff where I've been horribly human. And, and I think so for being authentic, mm. you know, being willing to, to not trying to paint a picture of something masterful and perfect. Cause to me, it's already masterful and perfect. And it's about sharing the fact that we're all human beings mm. trying to do our own journey together and if i'm ahead of someone else then i'll put my hand back and hopefully then they're ahead of someone else and they'll put their hand back and um so for being raw and real as well yeah, yeah. that's wonderful so tell me what is um what is it that you've learned from all your experiences that you actually most want to transmit to others if you have to transmit something what would that be that you are more deserving than you realise right now, that there is incredible beauty, power and potential within and that if you have the thought, just the thought of something that you want to create in your life, in any area, that that thought is the juice that's inside of you calling you to match it. Yeah, that's wonderful. What is your definition of meaningful work, meaningful life? You know, for everybody, it's different. A lot of people talk about, oh, you know, have your own business. But, but for some people, they love the job that they do. I think if you are, if you are feeling fulfilled, um, you know, within your work, whatever it is that you choose, and it's then it's meaningful. And you know, you can you can be contributing to something, and you you know it's value in it doesn't matter how big or small it is contribution is contribution so that's meaningful work and and i think then a meaningful life is is developing strong relationships strong nurturing supportive relationships not to yourself i mean to yourself but to your friendships to your neighbors to your community to the world at large um then i think that's a meaningful life for me, it's all about relationships, you know? Mm, yeah, I get that. So that's cool. So any last piece of guidance that you would like to pass on to our listeners to do more meaningful work and live a more meaningful life? Yep. Um, find your stabilizers. Find those, you know, name those two or three, four things that, it, that you know make you feel good whether it's meditation, exercise, dance, you know, knitting, whatever it might be, and just give yourself at least five, ten minutes um, to honour those. To um, be willing to grow and get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable because when you grow, it's, it's uncomfortable but the reward on the other side. So learn how to just lean in in those moments and put all the the self-doubt and, and, you know, fear into the passenger seat and drive and get support through those moments. But at the end of the day, everyone's got the ability, the power of change is in, in your hands. You know, I, I've said that for years, the power of change is in your hands. You've just got to 
you know, reach out and grab hold of whatever it is that, that, that helps you lean in and pulls you through. I love that. The power of change is in your hands. <laughs> That's super. Can you share now some resources that our listeners who absolutely know about when, you know, they are going about uh, their meaningful life? Yeah, I've got some um, guided meditations I've created there under my resources for free. They're all very powerful. Some of the ones like 10 minutes because sometimes we don't have a lot of time. Another one's longer and longer and I'm going to be building to that. Um, I, I get amazing feedback from them as a process of change for you. And then if you link on my um, YouTube page, I've got some webinars there. And again, I'm going to be building those resources as well. And um, um, if the first five women to contact me, um, you can go onto my um, page and fill in email, etc. I would be happy to give um, an hour's coaching session too, as well. That is so generous. Okay, that's wonderful. Um, so tell me how people can reach you and learn more about you and your work. You have uh, obviously given your website. Oh, can you um, spell what your website again? So K-A-Y-E-D-O-R-A-N for November, kdoran.com. Mm -hmm. They can find me on LinkedIn as well. They can find me on um, Facebook. And then I have my business page on Facebook called K, uh, Inner Expressions. Um, and on, um, on the Inner Expressions page, I do a Facebook Live on a Friday called Time Out with K, where we go through, you know, some of the processes and build upon it each week of what they can do, you know, towards, you know, getting unstuck and unstressed. And um, on Mondays I do on Facebook Live Meditation Monday as well. So we talk a little bit about meditation and I take them through um, a guided meditation as well. That's a lot. You offer so much, actually. That's great. Okay. So thank you so much for being on this podcast. It was really a great pleasure to have you and really sharing your wisdom with such generosity with uh, our listeners. And uh, really, I really thank you for really all your wisdom and everything else that you share. And it was a great pleasure to have you. Oh, Francine, lovely to chat to you. And, and you have the most beautiful smile, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kay. Thank you. If you are a purpose-driven entrepreneur and are struggling to attract and enroll your ideal client, apply to a complimentary mini brand audit session with me so I can look at where you are at with your brand, where you want to be, and together we'll look at the biggest things that are getting in your way of building the business you're dreaming of. Go to francinebelly.com slash audit, that's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash audit. I only have few spots open every week, so you want to go there right now. So thank you for listening. The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelly.com slash podcast with all the references and resources shared on the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to show your love and support, share it with your friends and colleagues on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the app where you are listening to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes 
and leave me also a cool review because it's going to mean that a lot of people are going to see that and it's going to help me spread this message to many more people i will see you next week for another episode of this season six until then dream act and make an impact lots of love